In today's show, I'm going to take a look at some players who are permanent potential fantasy monsters. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Normally on these shows, which are Wednesday afternoon shows that I do every week, we have a rotating topic. Um, and I was a bit, bit of a loss of what I was going to do on today's one. We've done trade options. We've done um, yeah, injury updates. We've done dynasty value. We've done analyzing trades. We've done all-star picks. I've done a bunch of different things. So I was struggling. But today, what I came up with is looking at permanent monsters. Now, if you've seen this over on Basketball Monster, each player page you go to, if you look right at the top of the page, there's something called Value 30. Now, it's not the same as looking at Fantasy Rank per 36 minutes, because I think that that's a little bit misleading, the the per 36 Fantasy Rank, because it assumes that everybody plays the same amount of minutes across the league, and it really skews players. So what we have with Value 30 is it's if this particular player plays 30 minutes a night, where would he then slide in with how everyone else is doing it? So with how everyone else is playing, with you know LeBron playing his 35 minutes and Julius Randle playing his 40 minutes, if, if this particular player then ramped his minutes up to 30, where would he fit in the overall rankings? Not if everybody played 36 minutes, where would they six? Again, I think that's a little bit misleading because then you get guys who do play you know, quite a few minutes being pushed down that ranking list. So that was something we invented about a year or so ago. And what I think it's a good idea to do, and none of this may come true at all, but it's just a good idea to keep an eye on these guys with the trade deadline coming up, because if they do get forced into a larger role through trade or injury, maybe they're guys to look at. And one thing that, before I get into the actual names, that really stood out to me was there's just a ton of big men. And I could have had these lists, which I've got for categories and points leagues, 100% all centers meaning that you watch to see when a center gets a position, as we've seen yeah, with, with Moses Brown recently stepping up and putting up really big numbers, is that finding centers who can put up good fantasy production in, in minutes when they get them um, is not as hard as it seems. So we're going to talk about that right now. Um, category leagues, you'll see you know, the first, th- that's what I went through, and the first three guys on my list for value 30 rankings who were available pretty much everywhere were all centers. I went, oh, okay, shit, it was just it's going to be all big men. But, you know, well, I changed it up. I tried to find some other positions. Let's start with this guy here. One, two, three, four, five. Now, it's fair to say Mo Bumba's been disappointing this year. He's averaging four and four or five and four with a block, but it's only in 10 minutes. He's also shooting a pretty disappointing 49% from the field. But if he was to be a guy that played 30 minutes a night at this current level of production, um, yeah, I, th- I think he could be like a top 40 player. Now, getting to that number is really tough, but what does it take? A Nikola Vucevic injury, a Vuc trade out of nowhere, Ken Birch being waived or, or traded or whatever happens there. It's not outrageous to think bum, but maybe he doesn't get 30 minutes, but you could see through the middle of April to the end of the season, the last month of the year, that Bumba plays 25 minutes as the Magic are completely out of it. Now, he's, he's been terrible. There's no, no denying that at all. He's shooting 29% from three. He can't hit free throws. Like He's rough right across the board. But he's still a guy that there is some upside in. 
who's available everywhere, that you just a name that you want to pay attention to, because if he does get the opportunity, there's some pretty good fantasy numbers that could be coming your way. So just a name to watch. Again, another big man. Now, Gorgie Jang, a name who's been wildly mentioned, or widely even, which would be the proper word, uh, to be tr- to be traded. And Jang is the 150th ranked player this year in 17 minutes a night. Why? Well, he has excellent percentages. He is pretty good at scoring. He hits threes. He's a decent rebounder. He gets steals and blocks at a not, not a bad rate either. And in 30 minutes a night, he's a top 50 fantasy player. Now, I don't know which team is getting him and playing him 30 minutes a night. There's probably none. But injuries can always occur. Trades can always occur. He could go get traded somewhere, slot in as a backup somewhere, and then something happens and he has to play 30 minutes for a two-week stretch. Mate, there you go. There is some fantasy playoff winning production from Gorgie Jing. Don't forget Gorgie Jing. He was a fantasy stud for years. He had multiple top 60 seasons. Um, and he, he's 31, so he's obviously older. But the permanent production still adds up for Jing this season. And again, if he was to, if he was to play... 30 minutes, he'd be a a, a pretty useful option. A center I could have mentioned in here who's got really good uh, value 30 numbers is Tony Bradley. Yes, Bradley starting at the moment. He's not doing too much in terms of minutes. In the four games he started, he's averaging five and six with 0.8 blocks on 77%, but really high field goal percentage, a good block rate, a good rebounder, all that stuff. If the big minutes do ever come, um, that does translate into good fantasy numbers. But I want to talk about this bloke, the dart. Problem with my Google-mobile. Google-mobile. No, not the da. Not the da. Now, it's been incredibly frustrating to watch Badadze be limited with his playing time this year, like just sporadically getting two, three minutes a night. The last time he played was the 15th of March. He had three blocks in nine minutes. He's had two three-block games already this year, another four two-block games this year, and the most minutes he's played in a game is 19. So it's just an insane block rate that this guy can get put out there. He can hit threes. He can rebound. He can uh, score a little bit. He's a great free-throw guy, 81% so far this season. And again, the opportunity is tough to come by, but we know that the Pacers haven't been entirely enamored with Miles Turner throughout his career. Who knows if a trade goes down? Who knows if a trade goes down with Badadze going somewhere else? It is just a name to watch. But if he found himself in a role of 30 minutes a night, again, a stretch, even 25 minutes a night, 30 minutes, he's a top 50 player. 25 minutes a night, he's probably like a top 70, top 80 player. But it's a name to watch with the abundance of centers there. It's, yeah, it could facilitate a trade of Turner or of Goga. And if either of those things happen, then maybe something opens up for him. So he's a name to watch. Now, I didn't want to go just completely bog myself down in centers. So I want to talk about Cameron Payne, who started off the season well, dropped off a little bit, and has really come roaring back over this last period of time. In fact, over the last two weeks, he's played 21 minutes a night. He's the 61st ranked player, averaging 13 and five with two threes per game. He is a 30-minute-a-night guy, a top 100 player, a top 85 player in 30 minutes a night. And really, the you know I don't expect him to get traded. Chris Paul's not going to get traded, but Chris Paul's Chris Paul. Now, I know he's been injury-free for two years, but injuries can happen at, really at any time. Now, maybe they'd put Langston Galloway or Etwan Moore, or they'd put Devin Booker starting at point guard and you put another wing in there like Abdul Nadir. I don't think they would, but if we get 30 minutes out of Cameron Payne, if Chris Paul goes down, Cameron Payne is a must-roster player. And I think that's worth mentioning. I know that I love Cameron Payne. I think he's good. And you know, that has let me down in the past, but... I, I, the numbers he's putting up at the moment, his per 36 stats this year, 15, 4, and 8 with 1.3 steals with a true shooting of 63%. Like they are immaculate numbers. And that opportunity is just, it's one injury away. Last guy I want to talk about is um, B-Ball Paul, which is a horrendous nickname, um, but I'm going to use it ironically 
Um, it's probably the last time I'm ever going to say it. It is a one of these shittest. It's it's up there with beef stew as one of the worst nicknames in the NBA. But Paul Reed, this is a bloke that I liked. I had a first round grade on in mock drafts heading into the season. Not fantasy first round, of course. Real life NBA first round. Had a first round grade on him. Um, talked about him being an absolute fantasy beast. He went down to the G League. Guess what, guys? He was an absolute fantasy beast. 22 and 12. Two assists, two steals, 1.8 blocks. 44% from three, 79 from the line and 59 from the field. That is, if those numbers were ported across to the NBA, which is not going to happen, if they were ported across, that's that's top 10. And that is a top 10 fantasy player. Now, it's a long way for Paul Reed to get minutes. Tobias Harris needs to go down. Mike Scott needs to go down. Furkan Korkmaz needs to go down. A bunch of shit needs to happen. Probably Sheik Milton needs to come down because otherwise they just put Ben Simmons at the four. A lot needs to happen. But if the Sixers make an upgrade trade, hey, they're getting Kyle Lowry and it's a three-way deal and Paul Reed goes and finds himself in Minnesota, for example, and he plays 22 minutes a night, sign me all the way up. Just a name to watch. 30 minutes a night, top 100 player. Maybe more. Those G League numbers should get you absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely interested in what he's doing. So Paul Reed, a guy that we can look at. Let's go to points leagues because it, it it is similar, but a little different. We're going to have Mo Bumber on there again because that value is pretty high. Yeah, he could maybe be a 36 fantasy point per game guy in 30 minutes a night. And I'm going to throw this guy out there, the obligatory Moses Brown mention because he's still only rostered in like 25% of Yahoo leagues. Guys, he just needs to be added everywhere. Every 12-team league, even points leagues, he needs to be added. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen with Moses Brown and the minutes in Oklahoma City and what happens with Horford and his role with Roby, but I don't actually care. Right, He's a guy that even in the backup role of 18 minutes a night, it's enough. In the nights where Horford sits, it's awesome. And on the nights where it's a blowout, it's a boost. So I have to mention him here because if he played 30 minutes a night in points leagues, you're talking 30, 35 to 38 fantasy points per game, I think. I think that's, well, look, he's two starts. He's played 27 minutes a night and averaged 39 fantasy points. So if that doesn't get you tingling, I'm not sure what will. Remember this bloke? Remember Jabari Parker? He's played 27 minutes this season. He, he's not very good. He wasn't very good last year. He wasn't very good with the Bulls. He has a lot of name recognition. People still believe in him. But even with all injuries, like Marvin Bagley's hurt in Sacramento. I don't think he's going to play. But his production, his per 30 numbers or his value 30 numbers are still pretty interesting. I Look, if he played 30 minutes and he can still put up 30 plus fantasy points per game. Now, that is a stretch. He's 26 years of age and has been terrible for years. But with Bagley out, if they trade Bielitsa, if they trade Barnes, who knows? Do the Kings have a fire sale and they just for the last month have to play Jabari Parker 28 minutes a night? If that happens, as much as I'm anti-Jabari Parker as a good NBA player, the fantasy value is as clear as dog's balls. Like It is right there for you. And you have to go and add him in that scenario. Let's also throw out Nicky Claxton, who in 30 minutes a night would be a 32 fantasy point player. I think um, it is tough to see where the minutes come from for him with Jordan Green, Griffin, Durant all playing center minutes. Claxton is better than all of them apart from uh, Durant. Maybe Jeff Green, you can make the argument, but Claxton I think is better. He's averaging 21 fantasy points in 16 minutes this game. This shows you the absolute ability that he's got. Eight and four with one and a half blocks. It's just the path of those minutes is tough, but who knows? At some point, does Steve Nash go, man, John Ray Jordan's actually not good. Uh, Griffin is is cooked. What are we doing with Jeff Green? 
an athletic player to catch lobs from James Harden, like Nick Claxton, who can you know, move laterally and erase defensive mistakes. Maybe they put him in and play him 26 and 9. And if they do, you want to add him. It's a, it's a long shot. Maybe they make an upgrade. Maybe they trade for PJ Tucker. Nick Claxton ends up in Houston and Christian Wood hurts his ankle and is out again. And then Claxo's starting in Houston. Imagine that bullshit. That is wild. These are just names where a lot has to happen, and especially this last name on the list, which I'll get to in a second. A lot has to happen. But if they do, ha oh, ha, strap yourselves in. Do whatever you need to do to hold it back because uh, it's going to be interesting. And this other guy, another center. Now, there are other guys who projected higher in value 30, but this is a name that uh, literally nobody has talked about because... He's, he's played a total of, what, 44 minutes in the NBA? Sorry, he's yeah, 43 minutes he's played in the NBA. He's averaging 0.8 points, which is three fantasy points per game in total. But Vernon Carey Jr. had a really interesting fantasy profile coming out of college. He's, you know, uh, could he be, if he played 30 minutes, he could be a fantasy point per minute producer? Eh, possibly. The Hornets' centers are currently Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo. Now, the Hornets are still in a playoff push, but we're talking May, late April, if they're out of that playoff play-in type mix. Zeller's traded and hurt. Biombo is gone. Let's see what Carey can do. Two weeks of 30 minutes a night. Yeah, much rather him than a Nick Richards in that role. This, is, this has got like a 0.01% chance of being relevant at all. But I think, yeah, when I just look at that list of the value 30s and names that stick out, and just just having that name in your back pocket, just in case a wild series of events happens, I, I think it's important to know because he does project well from a fantasy points league project uh, perspective. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Let me know what did you think of this segment, and what would you want on these other Wednesday afternoons? Because that's my open slot. Where's my? Oh, I forgot it. Where is it? Giggity. That's my open slot. I do my waiver wires. My buy lows, my sell highs, my mailbag, and then once a week, we've got a rotating spot. What else do you want in there? Drop it down in the comments below, but subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, thumbs, in, thumbs me up. That sounds wrong. Uh, ring my dealing. That also sounds wrong. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.